Florida time is now 6 o'clock. Welcome to WORT's local news for Monday, October 9th, 2023. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm your host, Rachel Fields. And I'm your host, Sam Swartz. In tonight's news... Advocates gather on the Capitol steps to push for fair maps in the wake of a legislative proposal with significant loopholes. This week is the anniversary of the second annual March on Washington for lesbian and gay rights. And streaming services have released some new content on the small screen. All these and more on tonight's news. This is Sam Swartz and Rachel Fields with your local news coming to you live from the WORT studios in beautiful downtown Madison. Here are tonight's headlines. The Wisconsin Supreme Court announced on Friday that it would take up a case that challenges the legality of the legislative map on the grounds that they are an illegal partisan gerrymander. As part of that decision, recently elected Supreme Court Judge Janet Protasiewicz also announced that she would not recuse herself from the case, reports the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss has floated the idea that he would begin impeachment proceedings against Protasiewicz if she did not recuse herself. We'll have more about the fight for fair maps in just a few minutes. Staying within the Supreme Court, the state's highest court held an administrative conference today, the first to be open to the public in over a decade. In a meeting that lasted under 45 minutes and in a narrow vote of 4-3, to three, the court agreed to change the handling of eviction records following a push from tenant advocacy lawyers. Today's change reduces the time that many eviction records are kept public on the state's court's website from 20 years down to two years. The last time the state Supreme Court held an open administrative conference was back in 2012, when the court's then-conservative majority opted to close them to the public, reports the Associated Press. In 1999, the state Supreme Court became the first court in the nation to open up discussion of administrative matters to the public, reports Wisconsin Watch. These meetings returned to public view this summer when the new liberal majority opted to open them back up. Wisconsinites with disabilities can have their tuition paid for by the state if they meet certain criteria, reports the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. The program called Career Pathways Advancement Initiative fully covers education costs for people pursuing careers in healthcare, IT, manufacturing, or construction, as well as covering up to $6,000 in education costs for other fields. The initiative has funded the education of more than 500 people since it began in 2021, primarily in the field of healthcare, and a new federal grant of $6.4 million has allowed the program to open another 300 spots. People interested in the program can apply on the Department of Workforce Development's website. Last Wednesday, a man illegally brought a gun into the state capitol building and attempted to find Governor Evers. However, this event is unlikely to change the security measures in the capitol building, reports the Capitol Times. That's because both Governor Evers and Speaker Voss signaled their contentment with the current security measures. Wisconsin is one of 13 states that does not have a security checkpoint consisting of a metal detector or x-ray machine before a member of the public can enter the state capitol building and concealed carry with the right permits is allowed in most part of the facility. Capitol Police procedures are under review by the Joint Audit Committee, with the results of that report expected by the end of next year. A new report from the Wisconsin Policy Forum finds that somewhere between 4,000 and 12,000 Wisconsin students in the pre-K through 12th grade age range are unaccounted for in current monitoring data. Public school enrollment dropped rapidly during the COVID pandemic and has continued to drop in the following years. 
That drop can be accounted for in part due to more parents opting into private schooling and homeschooling, as well as declining birth rates. But even the most aggressive models of those trends fail to fully account for the decrease in public school attendance, indicating that large numbers of school-aged children likely not are receiving likely are not receiving any education at all. Possible explanations include a spike in chronic absenteeism as older students choose to not attend school, as well as parents of young children refusing to enroll them in any type of education. Jewish leaders in Madison held a prayer vigil on Sunday night following this weekend's carnage in Israel and the Gaza Strip, reports NBC15. Over the past three days, at least 1,300 people have died, including over 800 people in Israel and almost 500 people in Gaza, reports Democracy Now! Supporters of a free free Palestine also gathered in Madison on Sunday, with protesters at the Capitol calling for the United States to withdraw its military support for Israel. Yesterday marked the 152nd anniversary of the Peshtigo Fire, the most deadly wildfire in modern history with more than 1,200 deaths, according to the National Weather Service. The fire burned along the Lake Michigan coast of Wisconsin, north of Green Bay, both on the Dora Peninsula and around the town of Peshtigo. While the fire devastated the area, its fame was somewhat eclipsed by the Chicago Fire, which burned on the same days. The city of Madison announced today that its Dejope and Beyond Celebrating Native Nations program would be returning to libraries across the city as part of Indigenous Peoples Day. The program aims to explore current and historic practices and traditions from Wisconsin's Native Nations. The program includes workshops and presentations on topics like basket weaving, climate change, and native foodways. Interested participants can visit the city's website for a schedule of planned events. Nature's Bakery Cooperative, based in Madison's Willie Street neighborhood, has announced that it will dissolve. The bakery, which has been in operation for more than 50 years, ceased production due to rising costs and lack of interest in the cooperative, reports the Wisconsin State Journal. Previously, the bakery had cut back its operations during the COVID pandemic when it stopped making bread. The property at 1019 Williamson Street has already been purchased by a new tenant. Those are your local news headlines. We turn now to two special guests joining us this evening. Helena White and Nicholas Leet are in the studio, and they want to tell you a little something about WORT and our pledge drive. Well, I must say I really appreciate the fact that WRT has local news because I knew something was up with my tofu walnut burgers. I haven't been able to locate tofu walnut burgers for weeks and weeks now, and I'm very upset about it. And then I discovered that, wow, by listening to WORT local news, I can find out that the Nature's Bakery Co-op is dissolving. It does affect me. I'm very upset without my tofu walnut burgers. Nick, what about you? Uh, What Um, do you think about local news? I like the raisin. (laughs) Um, Sorry. I like, what I like is is local news. Um, I mean, sorry. Um, I think local news, I would say, is one of my favorite shows on WRT for that reason of it does let you know about all the things going on around you in your in our area in our city in our state um and also brings people on makes segments about how you can get involved um upcoming events happening um i know the music shows do this as well with upcoming concerts but i i just do really like the idea of being able to hear your local i guess this is just the definition of news but things that are going on and 
Yeah. And I know that you out there, you really appreciate listening to the local news too. We have it Monday through Thursday from 6 until 7. And that's one whole hour of completely volunteer uh, run. Uh, we have a paid staff member who organizes the news, but it's volunteers who put it all together every four days a week. So if you appreciate that, please give us a call at 608-256-2001 or go to wortfm.org to pledge online. And uh, I know, well, I know that money might be tight sometimes um, and that a lot of people maybe don't have the funds to be able to donate to WRT this month or next month or maybe the whole year. Um, and we understand that. I know that, you know, people's budgets might be tight. Um, if your budget isn't, and, you know, we're not trying to make people feel bad about that. If your budget isn't tight, though, um, we're not trying to make you feel bad either, but we are trying to make you give us money. <laughs> um, and so call us up, 608-256-2001, um, or again, wrtfm.org, um, and help this station continue. Help specifically our local news continue to come and bring, get you connected to the city that you're living in, to the county that you're living in. Um, last week, I just learned that the Dane County don't remember his title joe parisi isn't yes. coming back in a year um and that's gonna affect how our county exists i heard about it in a meeting this morning but i already knew about it three days earlier because i was listening to the local news um and so um, i had to jump on my colleagues that's great yeah definitely i'm sure you out there also feel like there have been times when you've listened to to wrt and you've had been the first person to find out about different information affecting us right here in Madison. Well, here in the WRT radio station here at 118 South Bedford Street, we need a new roof. We need to replace our windows and our freight and person elevator is starting to clap out. It's a very old elevator and it's very expensive to repair it. I know the roof is like thousands of dollars. The elevator is thousands of dollars. So we really need your money just to keep the infrastructure of the building going. If you want to call in and pledge $36,000 today, yeah. you can buy us you, a new roof. Yes, we we'll put your you. name on it in the yeah. tile work. <laughs> we promise. So give us a call at 608-256-2001 or go to wortfm.org. We don't seriously expect you to provide us with the thousands of dollars that we need to repair the freight elevator. But the beauty of this radio station is that everybody it's chips a collaborative in a bit. Effort. Everybody chips in a bit. If you just donate us $20, $30, $40, then everybody, uh, if everybody were to do that, then we would all, we would have all the money that we need. And only one in 10 people listening make a pledge. So we want you to be one of the people who does make a pledge. Um, yeah. 608-256-2001. Call and tell us that you're going to give us money and we'll mail you a little card so that you can do it. Or you can go to wortfm.org and enter, I th what did we decide last Credit card. Credit card, PayPal, PayPal, bank account information. And, yep. and another important way you can do this is become an evergreen donor, which is our nice word for where you give us a certain amount every month. Um, often people do less if they're going to do that per month than a big lump sum. And it really helps our budget. Um, you can find out more about how to do that online as well. And yeah. now back to local news.
Helena Nicholas, thanks so much. This morning, local advocates, state lawmakers, and members of the public gathered in the Capitol to draw attention to fair voting maps. They used the platform to criticize the most recent Republican-sponsored assembly bill on redistricting, saying that it lacks transparency and input from Wisconsin's electorate. WORT news producer Faye Parks has the story. Fair Maps advocates say state Republicans are trying to draw new voting maps in bad faith. Gathered at the state capitol this morning, those advocates pushed back against a fast-tracked bill that would give the Republican-held legislature the power to redistrict. That bill passed the state assembly two weeks ago, just two days after being introduced. This morning, the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign, a nonpartisan watchdog group that fights against special interest money, hosted a public telling at the Capitol. A number of other advocacy groups were in attendance, including Fair Maps Wisconsin, Common Cause Wisconsin, Wisconsin Conservation Voters, and the Wisconsin Public Education Network. Nick Ramos is the executive director for the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign, which has registered against the bill, along with other voting groups. He says a public telling on fair maps is only necessary because Republican lawmakers have kept the public out of the room. In a real democracy, our legislature would have opened their doors to the public and given Wisconsinites an opportunity to share what matters to them when it comes to our maps. When you decide how our communities are drawn up, you better believe that we need to be in the room. The predictable partisan rift comes as fair voting maps are poised to hit the courts specifically the state Supreme Court, which has a new liberal majority. On Friday, that court agreed to hear a legal challenge to the state's current voting maps. The lawsuit, originally filed in August, just after the majority of the court flipped, alleges that legislative districts are extreme partisan gerrymanders and violate the state constitution. Speaker Voss and other state Republicans accuse newly elected liberal justice Janet Protasewicz of prejudging this and other voting district cases. They are demanding that she recuse herself, which she has refused to do, or risk impeachment. Now, critics of the new Assembly bill are saying that Speaker Voss is simply trying to circumvent the liberal Supreme Court in order to retain Republican control of the state legislature. Carlene Beshin recently left her position as grassroots organizing director for the Wisconsin Fair Maps Coalition. She has fought against statewide gerrymandering for years and says that Speaker Voss's new redistricting effort gives legislators too much power to choose their own constituents. The back doors and holes in the bills that allow legislators to continue to control the process are buried in the details. AB 415 is nothing more than an underhanded scheme to try to fool Wisconsinites into thinking that he has heard their calls for a nonpartisan process and wants to deliver for them. The bill would establish a redistricting advisory commission, which would take public testimony. And it would direct the Nonpartisan Legislative Reference Bureau, or LRB, to draw redistricting plans. But there is a back door. The bill also allows the state legislature to draw its own maps if they reject the LRB's maps twice. Beshin also points out that most Wisconsin residents do not support that level of legislative control over voting districts. A 2021 Marquette Law School poll found that 63% of voters think a nonpartisan commission and not the state legislature should carry out Wisconsin's redistricting. Similarly, voters in 32 counties passed advisory referendums calling on the legislature to create a nonpartisan process. And 66% of those counties were won by Trump in 2020, demonstrating the bipartisan support for this issue. While Iowa's map drawing process has gotten a lot of coverage, Today's public telling featured a special guest out of Michigan, Katie Fahey. In 2016, 
Fahey led the charge to challenge gerrymandering in our neighbor to the east. She used social media to stir up public outcry after former President Donald Trump lost the popular vote but won the presidential election. Thanks to Fahey's grassroots efforts, Michigan voters redrew their own maps in 2021. Michigan's redistricting bill established a 13-person Citizens Committee composed of four Republicans, four Democrats, and five unaffiliated people. Fahey says, based on her experience, state lawmakers are afraid to hand that kind of control over to the average citizen they represent. We actually made it so our commissioners matched the people of Michigan. It, it was a weighted lottery to make sure that there was age, gender, race, and especially geographic diversity on the actual commission making these decisions. And our opposition said, you know, oh no, some of these people might not have a college education, or they might be young, or they might be old. And they were basically saying like, Hey, these people might actually look like Michiganders. To mark this year's Indigenous Peoples Day, the public telling's organizers opened the proceedings with a land recognition. Art Shigoni, who is a member of the Menominee and Potawatomi tribes, says that Wisconsin's 11 tribes should be part of the redistricting conversation. As Indigenous people, we have been ignored, not listened to. We've always been spoken to, never spoken. But today on Indigenous Peoples Day, it's not that case anymore. And it shouldn't be. Speakers also pointed to the miscount of incarcerated people in redistricting. In Wisconsin, people serving time for a felony can't vote. That includes people who are on probation, parole, or extended supervision. But Debbie Patel, founder and co-lead of North Shore Fair Maps, says the people incarcerated in prisons give a false population bump to often rural areas. In Wisconsin, people in prisons are counted as residing in the prison, not where they lived before incarceration. Prisons are put in rural districts, and the prisoners' heads are counted there. In one case, about 75% of a district is incarcerated and unable to vote. That gives 24 voting residents the same political clout as 100 people in other districts. Likewise, the prisoners' home districts lose power. Last month, Representative Lakeisha Myers of Milwaukee told WORT that she doesn't trust independent commissions or the state Supreme Court to address prison gerrymandering in their redistricting efforts. She also said that Speaker Voss was open to her request for a bipartisan dialogue on fair maps. And that's why she was the only state lawmaker to cross partisan lines in the Assembly to vote yes on AB 415. Passed in the Assembly, the bill is currently in committee in the Senate. Voting groups, including Common Cause Wisconsin, Wisconsin Conservation Voters, the Wisconsin Farmers Union, and the Wisconsin State AFL-CIO, have joined the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign in registering against the bill. The League of Women Voters of Wisconsin has registered on the bill, too, saying that the proposal doesn't go far enough to ensure nonpartisan safeguards. Governor Tony Evers has promised to veto any redrawn maps that he considers unfair, but the legislature could be poised to override the governor's veto. State Republicans hold a supermajority in the Senate and a near supermajority in the Assembly. Just two weeks ago, Assembly Republicans convened an almost successful veto override on several bills when three of their Democratic colleagues were absent. That attempt was only thwarted when a Democratic lawmaker, sick with COVID, appeared on the floor. Reporting for WRT News, I'm Faye Parks. It's just about 6.25 p.m. and you're listening to the live local news right here on WORT. We turn now to two very special guests in the studio, Helena and Nicholas, who want to tell you a little something about our pledge drive. Yay! 
So, um, would like to give a thank you to Jane. Um, also, thank you to Shali for bringing us a bell. Um, Jane, Jane has something nice to say, which is, I've been meaning to do this and finally decided I should just call in. She also pulled over while driving, so if you're driving, um, make sure to pull over before you donate. Um, but if you've been meaning to do this, you should finally decide you should just call in. And where do they call, Helena? 608-256-2001, or you can go to wortfm.org to pledge online. And the reason that you should do this is because this is a listener-sponsored community radio. Um, and that means exactly what it sounds like. Um, this, um, we do have, so, okay, so there's a lot of parts of the station that costs money. A lot of it's also volunteers, but we pay some of our, so we pay all of the staff. We don't pay the volunteers. Um, we have to pay for all the equipment. We pay for the building. We will have to replace several parts of the building we can talk about later. Um, but there's a lot of time and there's a lot of money that goes into bringing you all of this important local news. In fact, it costs about $90 an hour to run the station. $90 an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, that is a lot. It's a lot of money. Um, and I just want to say that Jane says that she likes Amy Goodman and Letters and Politics. Very good taste, Jane. And you out there, you might like Amy Goodman, and you might like local news, and you might like the music. But so that today is the last day of the pledge drive. So give us a call at 608-256-2001 or go to wortfm.org and be like Jane. You don't need to give a lot. Just give a little something. And I would love it if you've never pledged before to give us a call at 608-256-2001 or wortfm.org and take that step, that special step where you become a member of the WORT family. We're ready and waiting for you. We encourage you to take that step. It'll make you feel so good because we know how much you appreciate this radio station. Again, call 608-256-2001 or go to wrtfm.org. Um, if you want to give a little, if you are able to give a lot, give us a lot. Um, and whatever amount you give us, this is a nonprofit. We are very transparent about how we're spending our expenses. Um, speaking of transparency, we are putting in some new windows in the basement because they let in air, they let in a little bit of water, and that isn't great for electronic equipment or for humans. Um, so we if need you to give us enough windows. money, we mm -hmm. can put windows in. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a very one-to-one -one relation. That's um, right. So 608-256-2001 and wrtfm.org. Thanks so much, Jane. It's not vain to donate like Jane. Give us a call at 608-256-2001. The time is now 6.32 and you're listening to the local news on WORT 89.9 FM Madison. I'm your host, Rachel Fields, here with my co-host, Sam Swartz. Thanks for joining us. This Wednesday is the anniversary of the October 11th, 1987 Great March, where an estimated 200,000 people gathered in Washington, D.C. to march for gay and lesbian rights. They were motivated by then-President Reagan's failure to address the AIDS epidemic and the United States Supreme Court ruling that upheld state sodomy laws. Feature contributor Harry Richardson has the story. For Joe Hill and Cesar Chavez, who fought in their own time, for our brother 
brothers and our sisters up and down that picket line for the unnamed and unnumbered who struggle brave and long for the union men and women standing up and standing strong this wednesday october 11th is the anniversary of the second national march on washington for lesbian and gay rights the 200,000 demonstrators were inspired by the 1963 march on washington for jobs and freedom and aspired to similar goals legal rights and full equality for the lgbtq community the marchers spread over a five-mile area the rally held some of the same goals as the 1979 march of over 75,000, but they were motivated by two major developments, the widespread failure of President Reagan to respond to the AIDS epidemic and the recent U.S. Supreme Court decision upholding state sodomy laws, which made it a crime for consenting adults of the same gender to engage in sexual relations. The Washington Blade, the D.C. area LGBTQ paper, said media coverage was heightened by the AIDS memorial quilt that was displayed for the first time on the Library Mall the day of the march. Among the speakers at the rally were gay representatives Barney Frank and Gary Studs, both Democrats from Massachusetts. Former National Organization for Women President Eleanor Smeal, United Farm Workers Union President Cesar Chavez, and then-presidential candidate Reverend Jesse Jackson. Jackson told the crowd, We gather today to insist on equal protection under the law for every American, for worker rights, women's rights, for the rights of religious freedom, the rights of individual privacy, for the rights of sexual preference. More than 1,000 elected officials, including 100 members of Congress, signed a letter endorsing the march. Judy Tall Wing McCarthy of the leather community spoke. Robin Taylor, activist, producer, and lesbian comic, also emceed the main stage at the march and produced The Wedding, the first mass act of civil disobedience, and support of the right to marry. The march leaders were followed by people with AIDS and their supporters. ACT UP brought their theatrical and photogenic direct action to the march. One of the most moving moments came when an actor, rally speaker Whoopi Goldberg, greeted several AIDS sufferers in wheelchairs. A Tiffel Goldberg embraced each of them, whispering, God bless you. This isn't about AIDS, Goldberg said. It's about human rights. I've lost 60 of my friends. I'm here for me, my friends, my daughter, and all those who are suffering. The demonstration's demands showed how much has been gained and how much remains to be done. Organizers highlighted that the oppression of one group affects the oppression of all groups. The seven primary demands were the legal recognition of lesbian and gay relationships, the repeal of all laws that make sodomy between consenting adults a crime. Passage of the Congressional Lesbian and Gay Civil Rights Bill, an end to discrimination against people with AIDS, AIDS-related complex, ARC, AIDS-related conditions, HIV-positive, and those perceived to have AIDS, massive increases in funding for AIDS education, research, and patient care, money for AIDS, not for war, reproductive freedom, the right to control our own bodies, and an end to sexist oppression an end to racism in this country, and apartheid in South Africa. The march was part of six days of actions, with a mass wedding and protest in front of the IRS building on October 10th, and three days later, a civil disobedience action at the Supreme Court, where nearly 6,000 LGBTQ activists, including many with AIDS, were arrested. The crowd was boisterous but peaceful, said the Washington Post, shouting shame, shame, shame at the marble edifice and scattering paper triangles like confetti, the hundreds of lesbian, gay men, and their heterosexual supporters crossed the police lines in waves during the hours-long protest. This is not the first time gays have done civil disobedience, said Pat Norman, a San Francisco lesbian 
who helped coordinate the Supreme Court action. Every day, we commit an act of civil disobedience by loving each other, she said. Energized by the sense of community, moved by the AIDS quilt, and inspired by the ACT UP activists from New York, many marchers went home and formed ACT UP chapters. A year later, in commemoration of the march and to continue the momentum, the first national coming out day was established. And that is our story for today. For the past is the past. I'm Harry Richardson. This week, feature... Con- oh, sorry. We now turn to two special guests in the studio, Helena and Nicholas, who want to tell you a little something about the WORT Fall Pledge Drive. Yes, I'd like to tell you that today is the last day of the Pledge Drive. So now is your chance to give us a call at 608-256-2001. Be like Jane, who pulled over, and she pledged. So thank you so much, Jane. We really appreciate that. And we have more good news. You... Oh, yeah, Jane already got a bell. Sorry. Yes, that's all right. Uh, we'd like to thank Teresa. She went to wortfm.org, and she pledged online. She's from Madison. Where are you from? Are you you from Wisconsin? Are you from outside of Wisconsin? Are you from another country? Are you from Lodi? Are you from Fort Atkinson? Are you from Fitchburg? Where are you from? Give us a call at 608-256-2001 or go to wortfm.org and let us know where you're from and give us a little bit of money. And you you wanted to talk about the evergreen donors this time. You know, you're right. I did. I wanted to let people are know. Are you an evergreen donor? I am actually. Myself and my husband donate on a monthly nice. basis. And we have been for a long time. And it's very painless. The way this works is that uh, you can donate either $5 or more a month. It comes out of your checking or savings account. And it's just a little bit of money uh, each month. Uh, but as time goes by, it adds up and gets becomes larger and larger. And it really helps. Well, we'll still just be $5 or whatever you choose. We don't, we don't add. We don't double it every month. No, you're month. right. That's... <laughs> Don't want to give the wrong impression, but over time, uh, um, if you're donating just $5 a month, over time, you've donated $60. You've donated $100. And if you do $60, you get that mug, Mm -hmm, the the ergonomic one. Apple green coffee mug or beverage mug or tea mug. And uh, so if you donate on a monthly basis, you're still eligible to get the thank you gifts. So don't feel like um, you have to... In order to get a thank you gift, you have to give one big lump sum. Um, you can just say, well, I started donating on a monthly basis in January, and now it's you know it's been six months or it's been 10 months. That means giving $10 a month over 10 months means I've had $100. So that puts me at the, you know, I could get the Green Bistro mug. If you donate um, $8.33 a month, you can get the new WORT Glow in the Skull T-shirt. Oh, very beautiful. A long, I always thought a T-shirt was a short sleeve shirt, but that's definitely a long sleeve T-shirt. Yes, I misspoke. I should have said it the says long sleeve t- T-shirt. The, 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 the copy misspoke. Oh, it says T-shirt ah. design. Well, it's um, a, this one's maybe a long I don't know what T-shirts one. are. We're learning so many things <laughs> from our local news today. We're analyzing every last thing. So it's at the $120 level. If you'd give us a call at 608-256-2001 and you want one right away, then you would uh, pay one hundred. You would donate one hundred and twenty dollars, but if you want to sign up for the monthly donation of eight dollars and thirty three a month, then you'd be able to get your T-shirt. You can get it uh, for in black, red, blue, or purple. Nice colors. Also, you could get a pair of them for you know maybe yeah. your significant other, maybe Valentine's Day coming up. You got right. you got it all figured out. Exactly. Plan ahead. Um, I'm still waiting for someone to give us $36,000 so that we can replace our roof. 
Or maybe just a thousand of you to give thirty six dollars each. <laughs> there you go. We don't mind what form it Whichever takes. Whichever number you want. The more the better, really. I like to have more people pledging. And mm-hmm. if you if someone gave us thirty six thousand, we might feel obligated to do promo pieces about them. And we'd you know, that's sort of the feature of WRT is that we're not beholden to one big investor. No, that's we're right. We're not given a bunch of money to whoever decides to give no. us ads to, or we're not giving a bunch of, it's not money, but we're not giving a bunch of good press to whoever decides to give us money. We don't have our morning show hosts talking about things you should go out and buy. No, it's true. They're they're sharing we're, the news with us. We're, we're an independent media radio station, that is for sure. We're very independent. And that's what you like about WRT. You like the fact that we're independent. Amy Goodwin, also independent. Local news, independent. And we know that you appreciate that. We know you appreciate us bringing you with all the information about what's happening right here in your community. So show your appreciation for WRT by giving us a call at 608 256 or go to WORTFM.org. You can pledge online like Teresa did, or you can give us a call like Jane did. I think you can still come over to the station and just give us money, too. Yes, you can. Though, you most certainly can. Yes, you can. Ring the doorbell. Ring the doorbell, and someone will take your money. We'll let you in, and you can dump your change jar right on the counter. We'll take it in, in any form, so long as it's, you know... As long as Cash it's U.S. Dollars. currency, probably. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, we could probably. If you got some Canadian bills, we'll take it to the bank. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Um, maybe some old European currencies. Probably not, but... Now, we do have, at the $120 level, oh, those we do are beautiful. have the Jupiter Bluetooth speakers. They're in red, blue, that apple, green, or black. And, and in they got... Oh, and silver, they said. It's not a picture, but there is silver. And oh, there's a silver one. Oh. Some beautiful silver. And it, there's this, I don't, although the text is silver, so I don't know what the silver, how you're going to see the Maybe 89.9 FM WRT on mm. there. But, yes, because you do want to let people know that you're supporting community radio station so the, and get people to listen. Sorry, go s- That's okay. It's small but mighty. It's one and a half inches high and two and three quarter inches in diameter. And it's a speaker that can attach to your Bluetooth devices. So that you could listen. I was wondering, could you listen to the radio with this? But you would need some sort of radio If receiver. you download the app, the WRT oh, yes, app, you can, okay. then yes. you could get that to play through the and Bluetooth. And that connects. Right? And if you don't know how Bluetooth works, which I don't really, um, there is also a little plug where you can put your auxiliary mm. cable. So if you like to just use cables instead of the Bluetooth, mm-hmm. um, it's also a good, it also That's works for that. interesting. And it's rechargeable included via included micro USB ca- cord, USB so, cable. So, yes. Uh, call us at 608. Oh, that's 200. Well, it's I'll finish th- the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> call us at 608-256-2001, um, extension number one, and... Pledge $120 and you can try out all the features of this this little uh, boombox. Little speaker. Yourself. Little speaker yourself. I think I like the color. The, that green one looks like green very appealing to me. Now, you decided to donate for one of these, didn't you? Uh, I actually, uh, I picked up two. One for me, one for a Christmas present. Oh, my so, gosh. What colors did you get? I can't remember. <gasps> I think I did the red and the black. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Very smart. Um, 
communism and anarchy. Yeah, is yeah. that right? You yes. got to have Excellent. a balance of yes. views on your community <laughs> radio station. So give us a call at 608-256-2001 or go to wortfm.org because you know how much you love this radio station. And uh, if you donate on a monthly basis, we can have shorter pledge drives. Yes. That's you, one of the beauties you give of us that. enough, If enough donors start signing up for Everingen donors, we can... Uh, you were saying that the June pledge drive mm-hmm. was shortened by a month because mm-hmm. by, by a week we haven't uh, by mm-hmm. yep we haven't had a month long pledge drive yet <laughs> um, could happen um, we 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 haven't started threatening our listeners no with, no no, with no. and we're not going to do that no, okay. no 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 absolutely not no we can we can encourage our listeners with shorter pledge drives if you donate on a monthly basis we can have shorter pledge drives. The June pledge drive is only one week long because one third of our supporters donate on a monthly basis. So be like those people and donate on a monthly basis. It's very easy. You can give us a call at 608-256-2001. Tell the phone answerer that you want to donate on a monthly basis and they'll send all the information you need to fill out through the mail or you can go to wortfm.org and you can indicate right through the computer that you want to donate on a monthly basis. We'll keep all your banking information private and secure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Helena and Nicholas. And now back to the news. This week, feature contributor Harry Richardson reviews the latest season of Only Murders in the Building, a small screen Hulu production. Harry says it's the show's best season yet. Next up, a review of The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, a Wes Anderson short film adapted by Roald Dahl story. Harry says the story fits Anderson's idiosyncratic style. The killer is someone in this room. My show is hanging on by a thread here. Finding this killer is the only way you'll have a show. That was clip from the trailer for Only Murders in the Building, Season 3. This is probably the best of the series so far. Word is that they're already planning a fourth season. The final episode, aired last Tuesday, our three amateur detectives, podcasters, are back and as much fun as ever. Steve Martin as a has-been TV actor, Charles Hayden Savage, Martin Short as failed Broadway director, Oliver Putnam, and Selena Gomez as Mabel Mora. Still trying to figure her life out. At the end of season two, Oliver's dream of a hit Broadway show with Charles in a leading role, hits a fatal snag when the lead actor, the obnoxious former TV movie star Ben Gilroy, Paul Rudd, is murdered. But as season three starts, we see things are not quite what they appear. Everyone in the cast is a suspect, as our trio try to solve another murder with special obstacles. Meryl Streep, of course, is the best addition to the series as an actor trying for a role in the play. She is great as Loretta Durkin, Loretta has worked hard, but somehow never gotten the right role that would assure her of a secure future, always on the edge, living humbly, getting by on small roles, always looking for a big break that never comes. But this time, she seems perfectly cast as the nanny in Oliver's new play, and Oliver is smitten with her, even as she appears to be a prime suspect in one episode. One of the amusing aspects this time around is Oliver's reluctance to accuse anyone in his show at one point drawing attention to Dickie, Jeremy Seamus, as Ben's brother and agent. Each episode tries out a different suspect and different twists and turns, leading us to our final dramatic reveal. Each episode keeps you wanting more, with several intentionally leaving you frustrated. The final episode is good, but frustrating because of its final scene. 
Up next, a new short film that is part of a series based on four short stories by a famous children's author. His name was Henry Sugar. I think people ought to know a bit about what he has done for the world. And that was Glip from the trailer for a weirdly sweet movie, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, written and directed by Wes Anderson. Henry Sugar is based on a Roland Dahl story for adults. The British author is better known for his many children's books. This movie reportedly stays close to the original story. It's a highly stylized first-person narration that wraps around itself. The narrator, changing depending on the scene. Our central character, Henry Sugar, is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Henry is a self-absorbed rich person until he stumbles on a book about an eccentric Indian illusionist, Ben Kingsley, who impresses local doctors. He is part of a traveling carnival that roams from town to town. The doctors wrap his head up at his request so he can't possibly see, yet he does. One of the doctors is so amazed he writes up the illusionist story and inspires Sugar to go on a life-changing mission. Sugar is inspired by one particular aspect of the illusionist's meditation, and amazing feats in particular, his ability to see the other side of a card. Through sheer grit, he learns the trick, but is changed in the process. A couple of Dahl's movies have made it to the screen, like James and the Giant Peach and the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox was brought to life by Wes Anderson in Claymation, one of my favorite Anderson films. Henry Sugar is 37 minutes, had a limited run in theaters where theatergoers could get a cheap ticket around five bucks. Ralph Finnis, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ben Kingsley, and Rupert Field, Anderson's ensemble cast, this time play around multiple roles. A couple of them also appear in the three other shorts. Those other shorts by Anderson based on doll stories, The Swan, The Rat, Catcher, and Poison, all about 17 minutes each, are only available on Netflix. All four just started streaming. The wonderful story of Henry Sugar is well worth watching. It seems like the film that Anderson was meant to make by an author ahead of his time that fits with Anderson's sense of humor and perspective. I look forward to watching the other shorts, and hopefully I'll have a chance to review them as well. For WRT's Monday Movie Review, I'm Harry Richardson. We've come nearly to the end of another hour of handcrafted local news here on WORT. Our guests this evening, Helen and Nicholas, have one last word, and hopefully some people to thank. What's the news, Helen and Nicholas? Well, we've got great news. Thank we you. are here to thank Harry Richardson, whose name you might recognize. Um, Harry likes us so much, he gave us some money, and he also produced that, well, he, he is that last feature. Um, he also really likes the evening woo news, especially Monday, um, a public affair, especially Thursday and Friday, and labor radio, which you can hear on Friday at 5.30 p.m. Um, also, all good news, I would say. Um, thanks also to Ken for taking the pledges um, and whoever else out there is taking pledges. I know Charlie's out there. Um, if you would like to be thanked by us, um, or by the next people, actually. Um, you can call us at 608-256-2001, um, extension 1, and you could also go to wortfm.org um, to donate. Um, in addition to getting thanked by us, you'll also be supporting your local community radio station, which is even greater of thanks. And we know how much you appreciate WRT. You appreciate the local news. You appreciate the public affairs programming. We have the 8 o'clock buzz. We have um, the noontime public affairs 
program uh, with interviews with very interesting people. But we, we bring you the news. We bring you international and national news with Amy Goodman, international news with BBC World Headlines, local news with this um, local news hour from 6 to 7 p.m. But we also bring you music to encourage you to to nourish your soul, uh, to give you joy and entertainment. So everybody needs a little balance in their life. You know, it can get kind of tough when you listen to the news and, and you if you get a little depressed about what's going on in the world. But don't despair because um, WORT is here for you. We inform you, educate you, but we also nourish you with great music. And I know you appreciate that. So please give us a call at 608 608- Two five six two zero zero one. We'll go to wortfm.org. Be like Teresa, who very kindly used her computer to go to WORT 89.9 FM. Jane was driving down the road, and she pulled over. She pulled her car over so she could safely give us a call at 608-256-2001. She made a very nice donation, as did Harry. So thank you very much to all those people. It costs $90 an hour to keep this radio station going, so we do have a continuous financial um, needs. Yes, um, I think... So that's just straight up to run the station. And then also we do have large projects we need to pay for. You might have heard some soundboard news over the last couple of years. We do have the new soundboard. So you gave us enough money to finally get them. And now you'll hear some great transitions, I'm sure. Um, but it turns out that the price has gone up. So we, although we have the soundboards, we yet. owe them. We owe oh, the really? people. Yeah, oh, we no. owe the people money for for the soundboards. We thought they were paid we for. Are on, but <laughs> we're on. We have the debt collectors knocking <laughs> at our door. If you don't call up and help us, <laughs> you don't want us to have to deal with debt collectors. Give us a call at six zero eight two five six two zero zero one, or go to wortfm.org. And when you're online, you'll be able to see all the great premiums that you can get. Thirty-five. You got some pat. Oh yeah, thirty-five dollars. Um, you could get a mug at $60, a long-sleeve T-shirt. It glows in the dark. Yes, it does. Oh, and it's a skull. Yes. You might, I think you won't get it. You'll get it in time for Halloween 2024. <laughs> and the um, the long-sleeve T-shirt is at $120 level. They ship out on the 25th, actually. Mm, so You might be all right then. Yes. And I think it says they ship out by the 25th. So mm. if you don't have a costume... And you just want to go as something that's not scary at all. No, it's you could go that's as community radio. There you go. And at the hundred and twenty dollar level, there's those really neat. But they do speakers. have a skull. Sorry, that's why they're like Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a really neat what? Um, the speakers. The, oh yes. Um, the Bluetooth speakers. They're a nice, beautiful cylinder, mm-hmm. shiny, shiny edges, little script. That tells us what your favorite radio station is. Which is, of course, 89.9 FM WORT. Um, and it doesn't say how many like decibels they put out, but I bet it's pretty good. I think that's oh, pretty it says powerful. it kicks out a great sound. Mm-hmm. There you um, go. At the $50 level, you could get your own mindless minion card. I know I have my own mindless minion card, and I've used it all over town. To get absolutely nothing in return, but it's been really a lot of fun to pull it out every now and then and see what people think of that, you know? So if and if you don't want more things, um, a lot of our donors today actually just said they wanted to give us money. Yes, um, that's true. That's okay, too. Um, 
really what we want you to do is think about does listening to WRT make your life better? Um, and you could tell us how, um, as some of the people have today. Um, or you could just keep that private. Um, however you like to pledge. They got a little form. You could say things if you want. Um, and then give us money to help represent that. Um, you can also just tell us thank you if you don't have any money to give. Um, you can call us up and tell them that. Um, you can also volunteer. If you don't have money to give, you can be involved by Yeah, we're always looking for volunteers. Mm -hmm. You said $90 for every hour. Yes. I think it's, someone said, an hour of work for every minute. And yes. a lot of that is volunteers. And we're On always looking for more volunteers yes. to mm -hmm. help make our community radio station fully represent the community. Um, so and you can do both, like Harry yeah. Richardson just did. Yes, indeed. You can make a segment for us. You can suggest segments to us can give us a hot news tip mm -hmm. um and give us money and give us money all at, at once six zero eight actually yeah maybe don't well yeah if you want to put your hot news tip in the in the uh pledge the form, form then you can sure. put news into our pledge segment there you of go. our program that'd be pretty amazing um 608-256-2001 or go to wortfm.org and pledge online we really appreciate everybody who has pledged during this uh, news two-hour block between Amy Goodman and local news. So thank, thank you to you. Teresa, Bev, Jane, and Harry. And uh, now back to local news. And thank you for calling the to, uh, to donate. Keep those calls coming at 608-256-2001. Keep those web donations coming too at wortfm.org slash donate. Thank you for supporting the live local news at 6. Your headline writer tonight was Nate Carlin. Special thanks to feature contributor Harry Richardson and Nicholas Leet for technical production. Engineer Victor Calzoni got the news on the air tonight. Faye Parks produced this newscast, and Shally Pittman is the news director at WORT. I'm your host, Sam Swartz. And I'm your host, Rachel Fields. Up next is the most freeform show on your radio dial, The Access Hour, coming up right after these announcements. Good night.